Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawong. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Sharif Wilson from Fortier join us. Sharif, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, it's it's really a pleasure to be here with you, Shauna, and, and the audience. As you've said, my name is Sharif. I, I currently work at Forder as a global sales enablement manager. Currently, our company works on creating trust within the e-commerce space. Uh, so, you know, working to fight growing complexities and abuse and fraud uh, within the e-commerce space and creating a more seamless customer journey on the web. So that's currently what I am doing at Forder and, you know, helping the the go-to-market team strategize and build out ongoing education to keep our reps sharp and, you know, constantly growing uh, the book of business. Well, I'm excited to have you here with us today. On LinkedIn, you caught my eye because you had shared a quote that said, measurement is the first step that leads to control and eventually improvement. And in that context of your your sales enablement efforts, how does measurement help you optimize your programs? Well, measurement helps you to see what's working and what's not working. I, I think in the sales world, there's a misconception of going strictly off of gut, strictly off of impromptu notions of you know, hey, this worked at, you know, this company or this worked in this industry. And uh, there may be some uh, credibility to that for sure. But I think if we really want to systematize and create programs that can scale and that can be repeatable, uh, we need we need to see what the metrics are, are, are bearing forth. So, you know, until we're able to measure something, unless we're able to analyze, there's no way for us to control. There's no way for us to credibly say that we've improved anything. So uh, it was actually a quote that I had, you know, uh, read in one of the sales books uh, that I feel like was really great. My manager actually passed it to me when I first started this role, the qualified sales leader. And that, that was just so impactful, you know, to me. Absolutely. Now, to double click into this, what are some of the core metrics, though, that you use to measure the success of your enablement efforts? Yeah, so it's that's a little bit double fold. At the end of the day, sales is measured by revenue. Uh, you know how much you know you know revenue is that team generating. You know that's that's kind of one of the core purposes of of that organization within any business is is to grow the bottom line. So I think, you know, from one standpoint, you want to have an eye on how the sales organization is doing in general, how well they're doing as far as gaining new business opportunities, you know, creating new opportunities, creating new conversations. How long is it taking from initially meeting an opportunity to, you know, bringing it within to the business community, you know, as a, as a customer. So on one end, there's, there's that. And then, you know, so looking at the revenue and then on the other side, you want to see how, what the adoption is like to your actual trainings internally. So, you know, there, there's a, a ton of different, you know, LMS tools, learning management systems uh, that teams, you know, can use. So, you know, I, I think, you know, also looking at how the, the programs you're actually creating, how are the people within your organization adopting them? Are, are they doing them at all? <laughs> you know, um, so you, you want to see how people are, are adopting your programs. 
uh, if there is a correlation with when you rolled out these programs with the bottom line, you know, sometimes, you know, sales directors or VPs, uh, people in the field will bring up things in real time and you'll have the opportunity to uh, create programs in response to a real time challenge. So, you know, being able to measure if, if your program has actually had an impact on that specific challenge that was, you know, brought up, you know, to you. Well, you know, you've, you've touched on a lot and with so many potential metrics to measure, how would you say sales enablement practitioners should go about, you know, really prioritizing and determining which are the right metrics for their business? Yeah, so it's it's my opinion that the sales enablement organization is a part of the strategy arm, you know, sales strategy arm within a business. And the bottom line is we want to we want to sharpen our reps. We want our reps to be uh more equipped, more able to uh, scale time from, you know, discovery meetings to close. We want to shorten that gap. We want to increase revenue. So I think all the metrics that we're looking at have to be tied to, is this, is this having an impact on the bottom line? Is this having a positive impact on the bottom line? Is more revenue being created or more opportunities at the end of the day being created? Um, you know, are reps shortening their time uh, from you know, discovery calls to signed contracts. I think it all has, I mean, that's the end goal. So I think the metrics that we look at have to be tied, you know, to that, you know, different organizations measure metrics based off of how different opportunities are progressing. There, there are multiple stages to my awareness, you know, different companies measure that differently. Some have numerical stages, some have, you know, alphabetical, you know, stages. At the end of the day, it's the same thing. We're trying to see how long it's taking specific opportunities to, to go from one stage to the next and ultimately, hopefully a signed contract. So I think that it's, it's important to, to make sure that anything that we're looking at, it's, it's serving that, you know, I don't, I don't think there's any metric uh, in the sales enablement field that are, in my you know, opinion, are more important than that. We should be positively affecting the bottom line, growing our business, growing logos, causing our reps to, to be able to shorten the time span on their activities to, to reach their ultimate goals. Absolutely. Now, you know, I think all that said, enablement often has to work, you know, rather cross-functionally, especially across kind of the go-to-market teams. So who are some of the core stakeholders that, that sales enablement should really partner with to define the right metrics for, for the organization? That's a good one. I know different organizations are are made up a bit differently. At my former company, the sales enablement program rolled up under the education department, and currently now we're under the sales operations department. Uh, so that colors things a little bit differently for us. Uh, I feel like in my in my current role, we're, we're heavy metrics driven. Our main stakeholders are the sales ops, you know, VP of, of sales ops. I think that's a, an important place. And I think it's a proper emphasis, but I think that's maybe one of the main stakeholders that we want to be looking at, you know, sales ops, you know, the people who are uh, doing in charge of the forecasting, in charge of all of all of the metrics, you know, how long are, are deals 
you know, hanging around within the within the pipeline? How are the different reps doing? Uh, they're the ones creating a lot of the dashboards that are visualizing how the sales operation is actually progressing. It, it, it's able to give, in its best state, an accurate depiction of, of what's happening in the field in, in a very measurable, concrete, and black and white way. And, you know, we're able to draw nuance from the metrics that they provide. So I think sales operations, no matter where the sales enablement department falls, got to have a close relationship there. Uh, There's got to be a regular cadence. There's got to be a strong bond there. From there, I think sales leaders and frontline managers, these are are great people to be in contact with because you never want to be in a position where you're just creating programs in a bubble. You want it to be something that's actually practical and tangible for the frontline managers, for the sales leaders, the VPs, the, the the directors. It has to be something that is relevant to them and something that feels that they feel like addresses their need. Um, within any organization, there's and there's politics. There is you know a, a vying for attention as far as what's the most important thing to focus on. And though everybody wants the business to be successful, everyone has an opinion on exactly what to focus on to get to that end. So sales enablement managers have to be quite diplomatic. Uh, they have to know how to get buy-in from multiple different people. So you know you want to you want to have a good relationship with uh, sales leaders as well so i'm talking about frontline managers uh, directors vps um, you know who are kind of looking at their their regions from different vantage points i think also you know potentially product marketing product marketing are, are typically the people who are creating the language and the collateral that the the sellers are bringing to market so it's really important that they are able to have the feedback and an understanding of what's actually happening in the field as well. And I think sales enablement uh, plays that important role as far as doubly on both sides, translating you know, what's important and how to solve the different issues that are, that are coming up and, and create that bridge within the organization. Absolutely. Now, I, I think a lot of the times when we really start to talk about key metrics, I think there's a, there's definitely a difference between kind of how those are leveraged. So how do you go about using the, the data that you're able to gather to really actually develop and hone in on insights around what's working and what's not? And, and then, you know, to take and tailor that conversation back to the stakeholders that we just chatted about. How do you elevate those insights to really communicate enablement's impact back to those key leaders? Yeah, so I think it's really great to start with understanding what where the, your particular business is. Every sales organization is in a different place. There, there are some things that they're extremely excited about, and there are some things that uh, there's room for improvement. You know, whether that is, you know, shortening sales cycles, uh, whether that's trying to break into a particular vertical where, you know, there's probably a lot of opportunity, uh, whether it's prospecting, there's all different types of things that sales leaders and sales operations will identify as being room for improvement. And I think that's kind of where you want to start. You want to leverage the success that you are having, things that you are doing well, and then use that to to be able to 
discern how to crack the code of what you're trying to deal with. So if, you, if you're an organization, you're trying to get into a different vertical. You want to see how you fared with that so far. So let's say you're trying to get into the manufacturing uh, vertical. You feel like there's a lot of opportunity there. You feel like there are a lot of customers there. Senior leadership has, has identified this as a vertical that they want to uh, break into within the new year. You know, more than likely, we've we've had reps and we've had people try to break into those in general. So we kind of want to see what data do we have already on that? Who who have we already attempted to talk to? How far in those conversations did we get? Where did things break down in that conversation? Are we even able, have we even been that successful with getting meetings in the first place? And I think trying to, you know, discern from that. Also, you know, doing some market research, that's where the product uh, marketing team is is really helpful as well. You know, a lot of times they'll do market research and they'll be able to help us with cultivating successful tactics to to break into those markets. But we'll we'll want to use that information to to discern exactly how we can, you know, break into, you know, those those areas of the business. So if if we're not even able to get a meeting, we, you know, we we look into a Salesforce or some type of CRM and we're seeing that 80% of these businesses that we've uh, attempted to to get in contact with manufacturing don't even progress past stage one, or, you know, we're not even able to get a meeting. Well, that means we probably have to work on building curriculum collateral around something that's more catered to that industry where they feel like they can even have a conversation with us, where they feel like we're even relevant enough to, uh, you know, have a conversation, you know, with getting a better understanding of the buyer personas. So, you know, that's a hypothesis. You know, we we spend some time looking at that. We work with the product marketing team to to build some tactics, um, some sequences, you know, maybe some marketing events to to break into these markets and we trial it. And then we we see how successful it is. You know, we build out programs. Number one, the, the enablement team wants to see are, are the reps taking advantage of the training that we've, you know, created based off of the research we've done and, and teaming up with, you know, the, the different product marketing teams. And then, you know, we test that. We see, you know, number one, are, are the reps taking advantage of the training? And then number two, is it is it being is it succeeding? Are we seeing a difference from, let's say, quarter one and quarter two? Where quarter one was, it was how things were operating before in quarter two. Are we able to get more meetings? Are we getting, are we generating more opportunities? Are we getting further along? Is it, is it not doing anything? So I say, I want to go all the way back to my initial thesis is the bottom line of, of, of sales in general is to grow the bottom line, um, is to generate revenue. So Different businesses are, are at different places. Some are early stage startups, some are well established organizations, and they have different goals. But I think sales enablement is always trying to align itself with the growing of the bottom line, but also trying to be where the business is trying to seek new opportunities to to do that. You know, so I think we we take our cues uh, from ops, um, the, the the ops team, um, and also stakeholders, you know, the, the leadership, the, the CEOs, the CMOs, as, as far as where they, they see the company going. Uh, and then we try to dig into the metrics, teaming up with the product marketing team, teaming up with the sales operations team uh, to hypothesize and try to build out curriculums and trainings and, and live sessions to equip sellers to be able to achieve these goals that have been 
set forth for us. I think that's fantastic. You know, Sharif, one of the things that I like to do as kind of a closing question to a lot of these podcasts is is really kind of take a, a look forward. You know, I know obviously none of us have a, a crystal ball into the future, but I know that you've shared some content around, you know, the future of artificial intelligence. And as enablement continues to evolve, how do you envision IA playing a a role in tracking metrics and really optimizing enablement's impact? Oh, that's a pretty loaded question. Uh, I mean, AI is pretty much already heavily integrated into a lot of the businesses we see every day. I mean, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Amazon, all of these companies that we use daily are already leveraging AI to curate a lot of the things that we see on the internet. It's funny, it's a, it's like kind of a joke. Nobody's internet is the same. Um, on me and your computer right now, me and you both can search the exact same term, the exact same subject, but our Google search will show up differently based off of our user profiles, our identities based off of what we've looked up and how we've behaved on the internet. So I find this extremely fascinating. I see there's all different, I think there's a lot of different ways it can be applied. I think AI could potentially generate curriculums for individual sellers. So I think a big challenge that a lot of enablement uh, people run into is trying to create like that one size fits all curriculum uh, for everybody. Everyone learns differently. Some people like videos, some people like to read. Uh, some people just like to watch other people do things. Some people, you know, you know, want a, a mixture of it all. There's so many different learning styles. So the challenge is always how to strike that, that, that balance where AI potentially could, you know, you could have a software that assesses different people's activities, some of their different selling activities, their learning styles, and potentially, you know, uh, create for them automated, you know, in the same way, you know, a lot of these platforms I mentioned before curate content for us, you know, we can have tools that curate, you know, potentially curriculums uh, based off of maybe a learning assessment. You take like a learning assessment, you know, Myers-Briggs and Socionics and all these different types of things um, and maybe some other types of testing and, and, and kind of build you a, a bespoke curriculum that kind of helps you specifically uh, get ramped up. That's potentially something that could be, you know, created, maybe a, a good idea. I've seen LMSs, content holders, starting to leverage AI where you can, let's say you have a curriculum on, uh, you're, you're trying to build out something for, I don't know, maybe you're trying to teach your team about a new product that you're about to roll out. So maybe you've got a bunch of information from product marketing, you've got a bunch of information from your user UX designers and your software engineers, but it's your job to create it into something digestible for the sales team. I forget the name of the LMS, but essentially what it, it was enabling you to do was upload a bunch of information it didn't matter if it was videos, random notes, audio. Essentially, what it was able to do was create a beautiful curriculum out of that information, like like kind of like generate a narrative out of it. Um, 
I found that to be quite fascinating. Uh, I have it written down somewhere, but that's the type of stuff that we can, we'll probably be seeing more and more within the enablement world, which can actually probably free up you know, enablement professionals to be a lot more forward thinking and strategic if, if they're able to have more uh, leeway with, with tools that can, that can take up some of the more just, just hard things to think through a lot of the times when it comes to pragmatically rolling something out. Absolutely. I, I love the potential, though, that is there with technology. So it's an exciting future to look forward to. Yeah. Sheree, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.